Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to our show today. I really appreciate the fact that some of you all have already started posting related to your fears. We all have them, right? We all have different things that just cause that kind of emotion in our bodies, in our heads, and, you know, get the the hairs raised up on the back of our arms and the back of our neck and really have us really going related to, to having breathing differences and where we have these thought patterns and even some of the emotion comes out on our face. So what I want to talk about today is the fact that we need to shut down fear. We need to shut it down. And how do we do that? So first, we're going to talk about some definitions. We're going to talk about what some of those fears and phobias are. And then we will also talk about the things that we can do to help lessen and reduce our fears. So thank you all for tuning into the show today. Also, I'd like to thank uh, Russia, China, France, and I believe Germany, there were some people in all of those various places that tuned in uh, over this past week. So that's really been great to see uh, that we've had some increased uh, listenership and viewership. So thank you very much. So I want to just go ahead and jump right into the topic of fear. So what are some of your fears? <coughs> Excuse me. What are some of your fears? Some of you all have actually uh, sent messages, and I really, really appreciate that. Some people have talked about the fear of something happening to their children, uh, the fear of not having enough money to pay bills, the fear of spiders, <laughs> and which is one of the things I'm just really not too fond of myself, uh, and the fear of heights. There's been a number of different things that you've posted, which basically go right into to what we have listed because there's, guess what? You're not by yourself. There's so many different people that have different things that cause that emotion. So fear is basically uh, defined as an emotion where you have some kind of trigger that happens in your body that uh, sets off basically a chemical reaction in your brain that then sends chemicals through your body. And part of that is related to the same exact feeling and the same exact chemicals that go through your body when you're excited. Yes, so fear and excitement have some of the same types of chemical reactions that happen in your body based on the signal that goes off in your brain that sends this, this sensation uh, through your body when you're afraid. So fear, like I said, is, is an emotion. It's energy that happens in your body. And it is also related to the word phobia which is basically an extreme version of that fear. So some of the things that have already been named and some of the things that you all are still uh, continuing to post 
<coughs> excuse me, as I hear the ding, the ding go off over here. Uh, some of them have to do with the fact that you have just a general fear versus having a phobia. So I want to just get into, like I said, the, those are just some general definitions, but I want to get into some of the different things that, that people have uh, and the fact that it is, we've had study after study that, that I could name from university after university and public-private groups that have done studies related to fear and related to youth versus adults. So uh, when you're young, when you're a baby, when you're a child, like a lot of the fears are, are things that you just don't even have, right? Like some of them, there are children that are fearful, but babies, they just walk. They don't know where they're walking, if they're going to bump into something or not. The parent is the one that has the fear and snatches them up, right? So that, so that they don't fall off the side of the, the, the bed or if they don't, so that they don't fall down the stairs. And so that's a fear that a parent may have related to a child that's just learning to walk. <clears throat> the same with if there is a child that uh, is learning to ride a bike. Sometimes there is fear. But when we were kids, I just want to say that I was not a fearful child. My brother and I, we were, uh, I was a tomboy, basically, you know, just really, you know, athletic and just out there doing all kinds of outdoor activities, sports activities with my brother. He's four years older than me. So I had my own friends, but I also did a lot with uh, my brother and his friends, okay? So we would ride bikes, like, all over town, you know, under, uh, under bridges and past um, construction sites and back behind the, the cement plant and, like, all different things where, you know, we were just riding through different businesses and then on streets, off streets, uh, through the woods, like all different things where we were riding our bikes to get to wherever it was we had to go. We would go swimming. We'd have all kinds of things that we would do as far as contests of who could stay underwater the longest and, and doing all different kinds of trips, tricks and jumping off of things to get into the water that were not necessarily things that we, we should be jumping off of. We would climb trees. Who could go to the tallest part of whichever branch I, I mean, we were doing like a lot. And then who, would, who could jump the furthest? Who could jump from the tallest point and not break something? Now, we would also rake leaves up together and, and uh, jump into the leaves. But that wasn't like really a lot of padding either now that I think about it. But, you know, making a ladder with hammer and nail <laughs> and wood, making a ladder so that we could climb up on top of the garage to jump off. So we didn't have fear that the ladder wasn't going to work, and we didn't have fear that we were going to break our necks jumping off the garage. So just saying that we did all these different kinds of things, hunting, fishing. So, you know, we had guns. We had all different kinds of things that we would do. And, um, you know, the hunting was with my parents, with my dad. Okay, so I weren't, we weren't out there just hunting, my brother and I. I'm just saying all of that to say that as a child, you have the state of adventure in your mind. You have this state of just wanting to explore as many things that you, as you can. And then as you get older and you understand some of the dangers, then sometimes it's when we become more fearful. So some of the studies have shown that there are uh, children that are feel fearful. Of course, there are. But then there's more women and men that are feel fearful after you become uh, an adult and understand more about what's going on, then sometimes there's more fears out there. Now, it also showed a number of the studies also showed that uh, there are fears 
more so that are experienced by women than there are with men. So it was like 60% of women uh, in some studies had fear versus 40% of men. Now, what I want to just kind of go over are a list of some of those. And I'm going to go over some related to phobias first, just to list off some of them and then see if you identify with any of these. And then we're going to also just talk about fear in general, because, you know, there's the fear of missing out, which is a main thing and the main reason why a lot of people are on uh, social media and do a lot of that, because they want to make sure that they don't miss anything, especially right now with a lot of the things that are going on in the news. There's a lot of people that have the fear of missing out. Before I get to those type. And before I get to some of the fears even that are listed in uh, Think and Grow Rich related to Napoleon Hill, I want to start with some of the phobias, okay? So let's just take a step back and uh, talk about some of the phobias. Okay, so some people have social phobias where they um, have a fear of getting out and being with other people. And uh, then there's ones related to fear of open spaces. Some people need to be confined. They are just fine in their room. Once you get out into the open space of uh, a big mall or even just going outside, it's just too much. I had that in relation to the vastness of um, uh, the sea <laughs> when I was underwater. I didn't have an issue being underwater when I learned how to scuba dive. It was just when I went down deeper and deeper and deeper and then I looked out and there was just this vast blackness. I was like, oh my gosh, this is just too much for me. And I told the instructor, I need to go back up. He's just, calm down, calm down. I'm like, no, I need to go back up. I need to get out of here. <laughs> so fear of open spaces, fear of heights. We know a lot of people that have that and including like the fear of flying and, um, you know, the, the things that come with, you know, the fear of flying where you, you end up sometimes having a panic attack. Fear of enclosed spaces. So there's some people that have a fear of open spaces and then there's people that have a fear of enclosed spaces. Uh, and uh, which is called claustrophobia. Some people cannot get on an elevator. They just cannot. And some people, even when there's just too many people standing in line, they have to get out of line because there's just too many people close to them. The fear of insects, the fear of snakes, the fear of dogs, the fear of thunderstorms. And, and there's people that have fear of needles. Um, there's people that have fear of lots of things. There's some of the shows I'm not sure if any of these are actually true, but, you know, uh, they may be. You know, there are actually people who have fear of, uh, of balloons, fear of pickles, fear of clowns. You know, there's all different kinds of fears that people have, maybe based on some tragic event that happened in their life that caused them to have that extreme fear, which then makes it a phobia. Okay, so let's get into some of the general fears. And remember, we're just going to go through some of these. We went through some definitions. We're going to go through some phobias. Now we're going to get into some general fears, and then we'll get into some tools and techniques that you can use to, to help yourself to just squash it, to just shut down the fear, okay? And some of it has to do with the triggers that happen in your mind and being able to actually identify it as a fear and not just something that's happening and going on. It's the identification, okay? So let's go through some of the other gen general fears. So what do you have? Uh, there's, I can probably go on, on Facebook right now and see uh, if there's, let me just do that. There's some pe more people that are posting related to their fears. And I already mentioned some uh, fear of something happening to my kids was another one. Somebody put uh, fear of losing my husband or losing my daughter. Um, there are 
just lots of things that that people have related to fears related to their family. So thank you all for for sharing those. And and those are huge. Those are just so huge because those are people that are close to us, right? I mean, we we've spent time with them and we have uh, developed relationships, not just um, the fact that, you know, the child came out of your body, but the fact that, you know, you've developed relationships and then you really care about them. And so, yeah, that is something that, that is a general uh, fear that a lot of people have. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, some of the other general fears I want to talk about uh, is people have the fear of failure, the fear of failure. So sometimes they don't even start things because they just have a fear that they're going to fail. So then they just don't even start the fear of judgment people talking about them. Well, what will they say about me if I do this? So sometimes they just, again, don't even start, don't even do it because they have a fear that someone is going to judge them. And another one is related to the fear of success. And uh, for any of these, you can't necessarily say, well, why would you have a fear of that? You know, again, that, that's a judgment if you say that, right? So some people think, you know, well, what if, what if I succeed then there's going to be more responsibility, more things that are going to be required of me if I, or I might be asked to do this over and over and over again if I succeed. So some people actually have that, that fear of what comes even with failure and then what comes with success. Another fear, some people have the fear of speaking. Um, I do Facebook Lives all the time. I do webinars. I speak on stage. I speak uh, in front of small groups, big groups, I do one-on-ones with people. Uh, even with that, sometimes, you know, there is the little flutter that comes when it's, when it's time to speak. But uh, you just have to, to go for it. But we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. So the fear of speaking. And some of it is not even the fear of public speaking, the fear of just speaking in general. Some people just, you know, just to have to have a conversation with somebody and to, even whether it's small talk or whatever it is, some people just have the fear of speaking overall. Okay, what are some more general fears? The fear of rejection is huge. People just not accepting me, not accepting me. The fear of reject, rejection. The fear of people and of public places, we already talked about that. Some people do have the fear of people, though, like having people around them. They just get anxious. They have that emotion that uh, occurs where they just get really, really anxious. And <laughs> one of the ones that someone did mention about not having enough money to pay bills, this list also talks about the fear of not being able to make a living. Okay, so let's, uh, again talk about some other general fears. Some people have a fear of the dark. Fear of the dark. They don't go outside at night because what is lurking in the shadows? They always have lights on in their house because they actually have a fear of the dark. Now, a lot of it, sometimes as children, you know, you end up having that because you think about the boogeyman and different monsters. I don't know if they have the boogeyman in, in other cultures, but here in America, there's this thing called the boogeyman. And uh, it's just, and that's just a name. I don't even know where that came from. I'll have to look up to see where the name Boogeyman came from. But, uh, but these are fears that people have, the fear of the dark. Okay. And then um, some people have a fear of being wrong, the fear of being wrong. And what do I mean by that? Well, part of that 
is they don't want to do something or start something because what if they do it wrong? But is there really a wrong? Part of it is just learning from, from whatever it is that, that we've done. Okay, so again, we're going to get into that portion of it a little bit later. But the fear that I'm talking about here is the fear of doing something wrong. Okay, and then some people have a fear of, of punishment, the fear of punishment. Now, part of that also can come from their childhood related to the fact that uh, if they were... Um, or if they're still a child, you know, if you do something quote unquote wrong, then you get punished. And the same in a job, if you do something wrong, then you could get fired as opposed to uh, have where they talk to you or have a written, written warning, verbal warning, written warning, and then you get some kind of reprimand or you get a few days off or you get fired. So some people have a fear of, of punishment from that regard. And then, um, there's a fear of mediocrity. Some people have a fear of that. So they're always trying to, to do whatever they can do to excel so they don't become complacent and don't have where they're just considered the average Joe they have, where they are always trying to learn. And it's actually based on a fear as opposed to just being a person who really wants to, to excel uh, and always be a perpetual student. I, I consider myself a perpetual student. Okay. And so with that, I want to talk about some of the things that we can do to help ourselves through uh, these cases of all of these different kinds of fears and phobias. Um, and part of what I want to do, first of all, is talk about the area of the brain that, that uh, has this emotion tied to it. Okay, so it's called, the, uh, it's called the amygdala, the amygdala. And this is where you have your memory, uh, emotions, and even the sense of smell is, is in this particular area of the brain. And so uh, your emotions and your memory so when we talk about fear, emotions, and memory, a lot of times we end up having a fear because of something that happened in our past. And now it has triggered a memory that then triggers an immediate emotion when that thing comes up again. Okay, so let, let me repeat that part. A lot of times we end up having fear right now here today, not because of something that's new that's like, oh my gosh, this is happening right now. Sometimes it's because of a memory that then triggers an emotion based on something that happened in the past and now we have a current fear, okay? And so, uh, so if, if we think about that, part of what fear is, is a response. Fear is a response. And part of that response, whether it's um, the cortisol or the adrenaline or the other things that are released in our body, a lot of that, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, are the same chemicals and the same feeling, same emotions that we get when we're excited. So how do we turn that fear into something that we can identify and then turn that situation into excitement 
as opposed to fear. So I'm going to say that over again, too, just so that we can make sure that we're all on the same page leading up to some of the things I'm going to go over next. Because I'm really excited about it, okay, because this is something that some people don't think about those two being parallel. And even if you have thought about it before, hopefully you'll, you'll have like a few uh, additional tools and techniques that you'll be able to use. Okay, so some of the same chemical reactions, some of the same emotions that come out when you're excited, when something is good and great that's about to happen, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this. When you're really extremely excited, some of those same emotions and the same chemicals actually are released in your body when you have fear. So if we can take our fear response, identify it, put these tools and techniques in place, turn it into excitement and have a positive outcome, then we are well on our way to being uh, above our best and to being able to soar with eagles and to being a better version of ourselves, okay? Because the first step is the identification. The first step here is the identification of what is going on and then how can we translate that into something positive in our lives. Okay, so let's talk about some more of what happens. I'm putting my hands on my chest. <laughs> I'm putting my hands on my chest because this is where, you know, your heart rate starts to, to go up. Ah, your breathing starts to change. Your perspiration, your pores open, and there's sometimes perspiration, even if it's just a slight glow, or your, your armpits start to sweat. Now, when you think about fear and all of these different things happening, because you have dilated blood vessels and, and, and your lungs and in your muscles and like your, your breathing changes and even your, your muscles change. Your muscles change. Some people, when they're afraid, it's like, oh my gosh, they just lose all, all use of their muscles. But sometimes when you're afraid, you get that adrenaline rush and then you can like move mountains. So we want to be able to identify when these things are happening so that we can immediately go into thrive mode. We can immediately go into let's fight for this as opposed to flight. And a lot of you have heard of, of, of flight. Uh, let me try to say that again. A lot of you, I'm going to say it this time, have heard of fight or flight. Fight or flight. See, I'm able to say it. I can say it. Fight or flight. Okay. I'm over that. So um, do you run, which is the flight? Something happens and then you have all these emotions. Your heart is beating. Your lungs are expanding. Your muscles are, are doing what your muscles do. And you're perspiring and you're breathing and you're, oh, all this stuff is going on. Your heart's pumping more. Do you stay and do you fight? Use that as positive energy to push forward for your goals, for your purpose, for your destiny, or do you run? Do you run? Now, you've seen many of, of, of movies potentially, or even just you've had this experience in your own life 
something goes down. Something goes down, man. Something goes down and you are ready to just hit the road. The person just runs. They just hit the road. And then you've also seen, or maybe you've done this yourself, where uh, you stand, you stand up for yourself. So part of soaring with eagles, part of being and living and being above your best, part of being the best version of yourself is to always, 99% of the time, depending on what it is, because sometimes you do have to fly, okay? But 99% of the time, you want to stand and fight for yourself. Fight for the right emotions to come out. Fight for the right, um, the right thought patterns to come out. Fight for the right habits that you've instilled in your body to come out. Fight for the right response, okay? Now, I'm not saying that this will always be something that will be comfortable, uh, and I have some examples of that related to my own self. Not saying it will always be comfortable. And I'm all, I am obviously saying that it will not always be easy. But I'm saying that it's something that needs to be done. Because guess what? We are here to help you to soar with eagles. We are here to help you be the best version of yourself. Okay? And so I say we because of the other people that are in my network and depending on what it is that we're doing, there's other people that I bring on board to help and to assist with what is ever going on or whatever the, um, the project is that, that we're working on. And so if we are working on uh, you and you do a coaching session with me and, uh, or if we're working on your business, all of these have where there's going to be things where you're going to need to not have fear. You're just going to have to not have it. And so part of it is identifying when it is approaching you. When is the fear approaching you? Don't embrace it. Just take what you need to take out of it before it even gets to you and only bring in the positive energy from it. So as fear approaches and you feel it approaching you, don't accept it in, take that energy and change it into fight mode so that you can fight for yourself for the things that, that you know that you want in life. Okay. So I wanted to make sure that we went over that because that is so definite and just so key. So as we move into our next segment, we're going to be talking about the tools and techniques that you can use to do better in your life when you do feel and see and hear that fear approaching, okay? So this will just be considered a little break and uh, we will go on with our show after this. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, aka community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. 
We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. So thank you very much for staying with us as part of our show related to fear and how to just shut it down, how to identify it and how to shut it down and use that as energy for what you need to do to fight for yourself. So the first thing is related to mindset. Mindset, mindset and mindfulness. Okay, so in order to have a mindset that shuts down fear, part of what you need to do is have the proper mindset and part of it is mindfulness. So mindfulness allows you to to take a step back, slow down your breathing, have a no judgment mentality, and go into the next moments with clarity of purpose related to yourself. So what we're going to do is just take a few deep breaths because we see that there may be fear approaching. Now, all of this is done in a matter of seconds. We're going to be doing it in a matter of minutes uh, as for the purposes of this show just to kind of sh- slow down the process of how to handle fear. But we, what we're doing are things that you can speed up and speed up and speed up so that you can handle it, do whatever you need to do for that breath and the thought process, and then go into your next steps with faith, passion, purpose, strength, but not with fear. Okay. So you need to breathe, take some deep breaths, get that oxygen flowing. You may even want to close your eyes. And I always say that action is best. Take your hands. As you breathe, start your hands, face your tips of your fingers facing each other at the, by, by the top of your head, but have your hands parallel with the ground. So it's like you're pushing something down in front of you. Take your hands. And as you breathe in and out, have your hands go down. And this is to represent the pressure being released and relieved and diminishing going down in front of you. You're shutting the fear down. So sometimes you're able to do this wherever you're standing. Sometimes you might have to take yourself to the restroom, go in the stall and do this breathing technique or go into your car, go behind the building, go over wherever it is that you need to go to to do this technique and actually use your hands to have that motion because the visual of it and the, 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 the motion part that your muscles are doing and how you feel your hands going down, you can simulate and feel like there's a big ball of pressure under your, under your hands that you are just pushing that pressure down, okay? So the next thing that you can do, like I said, is part of this, this first step too, is to have the no judgment policy and the no shame policy. No judgment, no shame, because guess what? 
there's somebody, if there are people watching, there's people out there that have the same issue that you have. So if you think that you need to run from a spider or a snake or if you have the fear of heights or the fear of flying, there's some other person that has that same thing. Or the fear of speaking, trust me, there's a lot of people that have that, okay? All of these different fears. So you have to be more concerned about yourself than anyone else. Now, for those of you who have fears related to your family, there are some steps that I'm going to be putting, uh, talking about too that you can put in place. Because we all have, where we care about people so dearly, yes, the fear of something happening to someone in my family. Wow. The fear that I will not be able to have the means to take care of them. Now, this is a problem for the, for the, for the, the lower class, middle class, and upper, upper class. Because I tell you, there's a lot of schemes out there. So just because you have money, just because you may not, you know, be thinking of this as a, as a homeless person because you're, you're maybe, quote, unquote, a millionaire, you may, might make a bad investment. You might have a health issue. You might have someone that's scheming in your family to take your money, and they know some of the loopholes of what's out there on ways that they can do that. And so don't just think because you have material possessions now that that might not just disappear. There's, there's documentary after documentary, case after case, show after show of people who have had a lot, who have lost it. Okay? So these are fears that go across all economic levels. And the same with fear of losing a loved one or fear of something that, uh, happening to someone. Uh, whether you have a lot of money or not, money cannot necessarily buy your health. It can buy you better treatment sometimes, but depending on what's going on in your body, there are, uh, there's person after person, millionaires, billionaires that I know personally that have talked about the fact that they've gone to get like cellular treatments and various different things that, that they had uh, money to afford, but sometimes it doesn't work. And so they still have whatever the condition is. Or they use some of that money to, you know, to try to save their wife or save a child, but the treatment doesn't work and they lose that wife or that child. So I don't want you to get hung up on status level related to some of the things that I'm talking about related to these fears and phobias, because we are not in it alone, people. I have fears and phobias as well. Uh, I am a Christian. I do believe in God, but I just have to be, I just have to be honest. There's some certain things that, that, that uh, I have, have fear about. And uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear. However, you know, part of what I do with that fear is I change it into positive energy. I am a doer. So if there's something that I am concerned about, quote unquote, that could be a fear, I try to see as Crystal Richardson, what is it? that I can do about it, to turn it into positive energy and turn it into a positive, okay? So the first thing that we talked about, like I said, is the breathing. The next thing we talked about was the no shame and no judgment area. You have to be in that right mindset in order for any of this to work. And part of that is you can turn this into positive energy because if you don't care what other people think, you have to not care what other people think. 
So how do you do that? Part of it is a thing called loving yourself. Loving yourself. Again, for a lot of these techniques to work, you have to be in a state of mind where you love yourself no matter what. You have to be your biggest cheerleader. You have to be your biggest critic as far as doing, like picking out different things that you need to work on. And then be your biggest lover. Be your biggest lover. You have to love yourself, ladies and gentlemen. You have to. So love yourself enough and care about yourself enough that you will put these techniques into action. So um, related to some of the other fears, and I'm going to get back to family, like I said. Related to some of these fears, you need to breathe. Put yourself in the right mindset of pressing down that pressure so that you now can think clearly, have no shame, have no judgment. And then you need to, depending on what it is, you may need to do the next step, which is forgiving yourself. Forgive yourself. Don't get caught up on the fear or the fact that it happened. Forgive yourself so that you can take the next step to move on. Again, I talked about being our, 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 our worst critic, uh, and, and we need to be our biggest lover, and we need to be able to forgive ourselves. A lot of what happens with people is that they just cannot forgive themselves, and they feel so ashamed, and they're judging themselves about what it is that happened. So save yourself some ulcers and some heart attacks and some high blood pressure. Love yourself. Forgive yourself. And you need to do these things quick so we can move on to some of the other steps. Okay, so related to fear, what are some other things that you can do? So if you identify your fear, if you're actually in that moment, you have some decisions that you need to make. Based on the fear that you have, because your fear, a lot of it, actually goes back to one of the fears that was posted, thank you all for posting, was the fear of the unknown. And that can go related to any single thing. You're afraid of, you're afraid of flying because you have a fear of the unknown of whether the plane is going to crash. You're afraid of a spider because you don't know if it's going to jump on you and, 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 um, and bite you. You have a fear of snakes because you don't know if, if it's uh, going to, to wrap itself around you or put its venom in you. You have a fear of speaking because you don't know whether the speech is going to come out right and you're going to be able to say all your words right. You have a fear of uh, heights because you don't know if you're going to fall. You have a fear of the dark because you don't know what's on the other side of the dark, like I did when I went scuba diving. (laughs) Okay, so all of these really go back to the fear of the unknown. And even the fears related to family, like you, you, you just fear, you know, you, you just hope nothing happens to your family. And why is that? Because the unknown part is how are you going to cope without them? The fear of the unknown of your life that you're going to have to live without them being there. The fear that uh, some of it has to do, you know, with love and, and compassion. You know, you, 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 you fear 
that you're not going to handle very well, the fact that you don't have that love, that conversation, that relationship and the things that you all used to do together. And just the fact that, you know, it, it's family. And so uh, it, there's a lot that goes into it beyond fear, you know, related to the whole family part. Um, but part of it does have to do with, you know, how am I even going to make it? And then some people, you know, if there's a couple that's been together forever, uh, right after one person passes away, the other person passes away because they just feel that they have nothing else to, to live for. Okay. So when we get back to the actual fear, what I want to talk about there is the fact that there's a lot of thinking that has to go, uh, go into place here. A lot of thinking related to fear. And a lot of it stems back to, like I said, the unknown. All of the different fears that I mentioned has to do with the unknown. So uh, just in my opinion. So why do we make that such a big deal? Why? Why do we make it a big deal and not look at how we can put into action things to resolve the unknowns. So what I want to talk about in this particular part of this segment is shutting down fear by thinking about how you can resolve that fear and thinking about if this has already happened, what did you learn from the last time that it happened that you can put in place for this time or for something that may happen in the future. So let's think about it. Uh, I am sometimes known as the plan A, B, C, D, E person because depending on what happens, I always have a plan B. And then when I do that plan B, if something else happens, I have another plan B and another plan B. So plan, plan C, D, E, F. But it's about thinking about how you can resolve your fear. Okay, so let's just take the fear of, it's not one that um, I've had a lot to, to deal with or know a, a lot of people, I've seen people on TV related to fear of open spaces. So let's just take that one as an example, <coughs> the fear of open spaces. So what are some things that you can put in place to help you with that fear? So I would say that you have a fear of open spaces. So one of the things you need to do, part of it is understanding, is there a way for me to force myself to just be in the open space and get used to it and not have that fear anymore? Is there a way for me to be in an open space but make it appear smaller in my mind so that I don't have a fear anymore? Is there something I can do to put some blinders on or even to have on a, a particular outfit that may help me to feel like I'm in a smaller space? So those are just some things that I just thought of, uh, but uh, no matter what the fear is, for instance, if we're still talking about the fear of, of rejection, so what are some things that I can put in place to resolve the fear of rejection? So you notice on the other one, I, I came up with three. Three is a good number to have, to have where you can help to combat whatever the fear is, okay? So what did I just mention? I mentioned <laughs> the fear of rejection. So first of all, 
what am I doing that someone might reject? What am I doing that someone might reject? And second of all, do I even need to care that, that I got rejected? And third is, can I move on past that or can I do whatever it is and try again? Part of it is what is the value that it has? What is the value that it has? Do I care about it or do I care about the person? And third, is it something that I have a fear of that rejection because it's something that I'm really looking forward to because it can better my life or it will have like a devastating effect on my life. So first of all, you have to figure out related to that fear, do you even care? Do you care? Because if you don't care, then it's easier for you to go ahead and be okay with the rejection and move on versus if you, if you do care, then you have to figure out a way to make the best of the situation for that time or a way for you to be able to just move on past it. So a lot of it, like I said, has to do with the value you've placed on, for instance, the relationship, the value you've placed on that job, the value you've placed on whatever it is that you feel you're, you're being rejected. Uh, in public speaking, uh, there's sometimes the fear of rejection because you are in front of a large crowd and are they going to receive my message? Are they going to connect with something that I'm saying, with my personality? Uh, are they going to accept me or reject me? Uh, in general, as well as when it's over, are they going to want whatever uh, service it is that I'm offering? That also tells you uh, if they've accepted or rejected you because we're, people, the saying is, you know, people put their, their money on things that they accept as opposed to things that they reject. So there was a lot that was just said in that, in that particular portion, but what the main key topics were, do you remember? The key topic related to fear of rejection was what? Do you care? What value do you place on it? And is it something that will help propel you or, or that's why you want to do it? Or is it something that... Um, if, it, if, it, if, it, if you do get rejected, it'll be a detriment to your life, to your career, to whatever. But, but again, it still kind of goes back to the value that you place on it, okay? So what do you do in those cases? You do the breathing technique. You think about the fact that there's no shame, no judgment of yourself. You say that you love yourself. These are affirmations. Affirmations help greatly with fear, by the way. And you then understand for yourself what are one, two, or three things that I can do to put in place to get past this fear. And then you decide whether you're going to stand and fight or if you're going to fly. If you, just stand, if you decide that you're going to stand and fight for whatever it is and not be afraid, then you do it with full consciousness, but with a plan. You think of a plan 
two or three things that you can put in place. And then you execute that. And guess what? It may work <laughs> or it might not work. But part of it has to do with your mindset. Did you go in with full energy? Did you go in with full love for yourself? Did you go in with the full I think I can attitude and, and that I know I can attitude and let's do this? Did you go in with full strength or did you have in the back of your mind like, oh my gosh, I really don't know if I can, but you, but you could say, but hey, I'm just going to give it my best try and you just go and you just do it. And now the thing is, is that you have to be able to sometimes laugh at yourself and even if you fall down while you're doing it, get back up and try again uh, in anything that it is that you fear. It has to do with the fear of the unknown and it has to do with the fact that we have to love ourselves enough to be able to just go ahead and try whatever it is. Just do it. Just do it. Now, even on this show, there was something I was trying to say. I can say it now, fight or flight. But at that time, for some reason, my tongue was twisted and I couldn't say it. So I was like, let me just try to say that again. So did I fail at the whole show because I couldn't say that one part? Or am I focused on like, oh my gosh, I said that wrong. I, I hope, you know, uh, everyone is not laughing at me or rejected me just because of that one thing. And are you serious? Like you just, you just can't be that serious about certain things, okay? But that's easier said than done, I know, because like I said, there's a lot of different things that people are afraid of, especially when we get into family and to finances, which I'll be talking about in just a few minutes. So go through the thought process, have a couple, two or three different types of options that you can use as backup plans while you're in the midst of whatever it is that you're trying to face. Now, let's take another one, because part of it, like I said, is the identification of whatever the fear is and being clear that, that you know that this is a fear that you have, unless it's something that's new. But you identify it, you go through the breathing techniques, you go through the thought process, you go through the no shame, no judgment, and then you go through fight or flight. Am I going to stand up to this thing or am I just going to just say forget it? You go through the evaluation of the value that you placed on it. Do you really care? And then if you do, then you put those actions in place and then you go for it. You go for it. Not just putting your toe in a little bit. You have to just jump into it and just really just go for it. Okay? Because... A lot of these things, the fear of, uh, let me go back to, you know, we used to swim a lot. You used to have fear of being in the deep end. And I really love swimming, but it was like, yeah, I really like being in the deep end and going down trying to see if I can touch the bottom of like, what, 12 feet or whatever. It's like, oh my gosh, I was like really far. And then 15 feet. Um, fear that I wasn't going to make it back up to the top. But guess what? I couldn't just be down there like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. I can't, I'm not going to be able to make it. No, when I was down there, Instead, of, I, I had the fear of not being able to make it up to the top. But what did I do? I was like, <laughs> I just did my arms the best I could, my little arms, to give myself the force I needed to make it back up to the top. And that's the same thing that you have to do with whatever fear it is that you have. Not about the family and being able you know, to, to make money, but we're going to talk about that. But all these other fears... The fear of rejection, the fear of um, mediocrity, the fear of judgment, the fear of speaking, the fear of failure, the fear of, you know, a lot of different things that we have. We just need to meet it with a plan and go full force up against it. 
identify it, and then do some of the techniques that I, I mentioned. Because part of when you identify the plan of the different two or three different things that you're going to maybe do, the fun part begins because then you can imagine yourself doing it based on way number one, imagine yourself doing it based on way number two, and then way number three. Like all the different ways that you planned on maybe having that you can uh, defeat that fear, imagine yourself defeating it in that manner and kind of see what the outcome might be. And uh, so then when it happens, you already are ready with plan one, two, or three, A, B, and C, and then you can move forward in your life. Okay? So all of this really comes down to with fear, what do you have control over and what do you not have control over? You don't have control over whether someone's going to accept or reject you, but you do have control over what you say and do and your two or three plans on how you're going to approach whatever the situation is. Fear of speaking. You don't have control over what might happen with the microphone, with the audio visual equipment just in general, or with who is actually in the room. Because sometimes, you know, there's all different kinds of people. Sometimes you have, you know, everyone is there based on one purpose. So you basically have that in common. But even with that, you have all different kinds of personality types that are there, right? You don't have any control over all the different personality types. But what you do have control over is how you respond to them and how you put actions in place uh, related to how you're going to go about something if it, doesn't, if it doesn't go the way that you initially felt that it should go. So a lot of this gets into some of what I do in my personal coaching uh, with people related to identifying personality types and then how you respond to those various ones. And so we're not going to get into all of that right now, but fear really has to do with the fear of the unknown, as we talked about, related to all those different areas and different types of fear. And it also has to do with what can we control and what, what is it that we can't control? So if it's something that is not within our control, we need to do our best to put plans in place to, to help make the situation better, but understand that this is something that we don't have control over. We don't have control over people and their minds, okay? So we, can't, we don't have control over what's going to come out of someone's mouth, um, but we do have control over how we respond to it. We do have control over how we allow it to affect us. We do have control over us carrying it with us as a burden, okay? So that's something that's really very, very extremely key. And all of what this is, is methods for problem solving around fear. Did you catch that? All of what we're doing is related to problem solving around fear. And part of it also is being able to learn from our mistakes and put in better, quicker, stronger actions and better, strict, better, quicker, stronger ways for us to handle it the next time it may come. And being able to be okay with it, still with a smile on our face, that uh, I've identified this as a fear, 
Now I have actions for it. And it could be that now whenever this comes up, you've mastered these actions and now you no longer have that fear. So there is thinking involved, like I mentioned earlier. There's problem solving and learning from your mistakes and being able to calm yourself and bring yourself to a state of mind with mindfulness, uh, with no judgment and no shame that helps you to get to the point where you already have all these actions in place and then you're able to move on maybe to start working on another fear, okay? As opposed to being stuck uh, on that one because now you have all these actions in place that you have conquered it. You've shut it down. Okay, now let's talk about fears related to family and related to money and then we will be done with our show for today. When it comes to fear of things happening to our children or happening to our family, uh, the thing that I go back to all the time is related to our stewardship, our focus, our habits, related to our health, physical health, mental health, relationship health. So again, when we talk about fears related to our family, and what, what if something happens to them? You know, what if they get sick? Uh, what if they get hit by a car? What if uh, they get mugged or raped? Or what if uh, they don't have enough money to take care of themselves? Um, all of these things go back to our state of mind. They go back to our health, meaning our physical health, mental health, and what we have instilled in them as well as into ourselves. So we all know that if we're here on this earth, we were born and we are going to die. But it doesn't have to be related to something that uh, could have been preventable or could have been put off for a while. And what do I mean by that? Our mental state and our health state related to our diet, related to our habits, related to the things that we put in our body, uh, that's our diet, and related to exercise, exercising our mind and our body all of these different things. So if we have fears related to uh, something happening, then we need to do our best to instill in our family and to be a good example ourselves of eating right, of exercising uh, our body, exercising our mind, being a good steward over our body, being a good steward over our mind. And so if the more information you have, the more that you can put in place, the more affirmations and gratitude and, and good habits and prayer and meditation, uh, all of these things help you to, to be stronger mentally, to be quicker mentally, to be able to handle things. They help you be stronger physically so that you don't have as many health problems, so that you don't necessarily have to worry about some things are still going to happen and break down in your body. Don't get me wrong. But... It gives you a better chance at life, having a stronger mind, having a stronger body. And if you have a stronger mind and a stronger body, then that also in a roundabout way helps to take care of your finances for you to be able to take care of yourself because you have a strong mind, a strong body. You can get a job. You can create a job. You can create a product. You can be your own boss. Uh, you can be the top in your company. Uh, if you're working for someone else because you have a strong mind and you have a strong body. So some of these fears are alleviated based on that. Now, not the fact that, you know, something's going to happen that, that's, that's 
not going to, um, some of it's just, you know, where people die of old age. And some of it is, you know, it's just, you are someplace that maybe, not that you shouldn't be, but, you know, when things happen to people, sometimes it is because it's, it's late at night or they're in an area that maybe wasn't the best area. So, I mean, you have to make good choices. But again, part of that is having a strong mind and a strong body. It helps you make better choices. And so, um, so that's just something I wanted to encourage you that can help elim- eliminate fears related to your own self and your own person, as well as your family, is, is help to raise children who know how to have good diet, help to raise children that know how to, um, to exercise their mind, raise children who know uh, the difference between assets and liabilities, you know, raise children who know uh, how to put their schedule together each and every day where they start their day with gratitude and affirmation, prayer, meditation. They go over their schedule. They look at their finances. They know exactly where they are starting out every day. They know how to project manage their day. And they know how to end their day in peace. Do the same for anybody and everybody that we meet, because then we can have less fears and less worry and concern about them. Now, related to the fear of not being able to pay your bills or the fear of something happening, you know, like I said, this is not something that's just for low income, middle middle income. The people who are millionaires, billionaires, people a lot of times have enough of uh, residual coming in and they have enough streams of income that they don't necessarily have to worry per se. But there are people out there that are shysters that are trying to just take people's money. And it happens all the time. People had millions and billions and now they have nothing. Um, So be a person who lives a life that is where you love yourself. You're at peace with yourself. You're at peace with your God and where you have, where you've put all of these different plans in place so that you don't have to have fear. Okay. So I hope you've enjoyed the show today. There was a lot that we went over related to fear and the extreme fears, which are phobias. And we went over some tools and techniques that you can use to help eliminate and squash and just shut down fear, as well as if you are in the midst of fear coming toward you, how you grab that energy and turn it into excitement Turn it into where you know that you're just going to just go for it. You're going to stand up and you're going to fight. So I hope that I have helped you to develop that fight mentality and not fear mentality. Please share this show with someone and help them to shut down the fear. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world.